So hey there guys, welcome to another episode of Chub Talk. Today we have here with us an amazing guest, <laughs> a good friend of mine, Robert Manfredi from all the way from United Kingdoms, aka Sleepwalkers. Bro, what's up? How are you doing, man? Thank you for having me. That was a great introduction. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, you deserve it. <laughs> Thank you. So how are you, man? How, how are your quarantine days been treating you so far? I'm good. The quarantine's been a, a weird time. I'm obviously back in a studio in my house, like literally yeah. a bedroom rather than an actual studio. But I like it, to be fair. It gives me so much more freedom and I feel a li little... That's true. I don't know, a bit more creative. It's nice. How about you? Exactly. You're in your own like comfort zone, in your own safe space. So yeah, that's fine. That's that's great, right? Yeah, exactly. And if I get tired, I just turn around and go to bed. It's, exactly. I don't have to travel. It's nice yeah like how comfortable can it be like to have your studio in your bedroom i mean it's a bit annoying sometimes when it's like you don't get that separation of i'm going to work it kind of just feels like okay okay yeah or something and it's too easy to, like you know there's an xbox there and it's like oh I t someone texts you saying let's play xbox because obviously all your friends are playing xbox because they're not working so uh it's yeah there's a few temptations you gotta deal with but yeah, yeah other than that you have to deal with that yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah it's pretty much the same for me as well yeah you asked so yeah just spending my days sulking in my bedroom that's all <laughs> i can do that's all i can do as of now to be honest but yeah i'm safe that's all it that's all it matters oh have you got like a uh, studio set up at home or are you just producing on your laptop no i just produce on my laptop oh, i don't have i don't have the leisure of having the studio right now yeah. So and I and I'm in a different city from yeah. my home, so yeah, I don't really have the oh, leisure no right now. But how far away from home? Yeah. Are you? Have you heard of New Delhi? Yeah, yeah, of course. So I'm in New Delhi right now. Oh, so where are you originally from? Um, it's it's the northeastern part of our country. It's it's a very small town. It's called Guwahati. Yeah. And it's it's near it's near you know it's near to like China. Oh no. <laughs> China. So it's it's way far. It's like very far from home Damn. do you go back a lot or no i thought of going back but because you know of all the things that's happening right now yeah. the corona and stuff so i decided to maybe it's better to stay here than to go back yeah so that yeah. makes sense all it takes is one person to have that corona and you've got it exactly exactly so yeah that's that's that and well uh I have a few bunch of questions that I want to ask you for this session. Go for it. So, all right. So, like, the first question would be, like, how has your musical journey been so far? Um, yeah, strange. It's been good. It's been good. Strange. I'm really good. Okay. But, um, yeah, it's all kind of happened. A lot of it's, like, I think everyone will say this. It's just luck, timing, and chance, like, right mm -hmm. place, right time, right song. Um but yeah, like obviously I started out in very like underground. I don't know about how much you know about UK subgenres like drum and bass and dubstep and. I know about the drum and bass scene <laughs> okay. over there. And I'm a huge fan of like London Electricity. Yeah, oh sick. Like the hospital, the label. So is yeah, it, is that big over there? It's not that big. Not there are not many fans of drum and bass here, yeah. but like there are hardcore fans. Like oh, I yeah. listen to them all the time, so <laughs> I can I can vouch for that. Yeah, love that. So, um, yeah, I was doing that in, like, 2010. I was about 15, 16, and I started DJing 
there were some events that was like 16 plus um okay. and obviously i was always like the new guy in like room two yeah um, but obviously i didn't care i was 16 years old and i was playing these big venues so i was loving mm. that so that was my road into djing um and then i think it was just again luck and chance i met the right people at the right time and i uh, started making like some really like complete opposite like pop music like you know like Katy yeah yes kind of stuff um, wow. I was working alongside a friend that I'd met. Um, I kind of just, you know, almost being like a little assistant. Um, okay. So I went through that. And then, yeah, about two years ago, I was just like, I'm bored of producing for other people. Let me just do it for myself again. Um, yeah. I started making dance music, really, for me. And and I think the like the whole process of you building your relationships with these various people like helped you land uh, like a record deal in Warner Music straight off the bat because yeah, you like had because you you've had like two like releases and then the next single is like Warner like what yeah no, yeah <laughs> that's 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 huge it kind of that's huge but again I think it is like comes down to like just a relation like I said the relationships you have because yeah um I have this kind of philosophy like if you're a nice person and people like you they they want to see you do well like no one's out to get you no one's going to be like no i don't want you to do well um yeah that's true so and if you just like treat people how you want to be treated it's like oh people yeah. like won't chat shit about you hopefully yeah um, exactly then yeah on the flip side um oh on the flip side you know if like if you're not going to put in the work people aren't going to be like oh i miss yeah that's true you know if i never release those yeah. songs and i just sat around playing xbox all day people no, no one in the world would miss me, you know. No yeah, one would be that's like, true. Oh, I that's... can't wait for the next Sleepwalker song. And even now, if I stopped making music, I don't think there'd be too many people that'd be like, "Oh, when's the next Sleepwalker song?" Because that, you know, that's... no one's waiting for you. You've got to put the work no, in yourself. No one's, yeah, no one's waiting for you. That's that's like an universal truth. Yeah, exactly. Um, and especially, I feel like now there's like a few people that feel like entitled and like, "Oh, why is it not happening for me?" Like, I'm doing all this stuff, and I'm like, "Well." do more do more it's, yeah it's, it's hard it's frustrating like there'll be some nights where like you'll be like why am i doing this like is this even right for me and you know and then one thing just the usual yeah just the course. usual existential crisis yeah, yeah. That, and i'm that pretty hits. sure it happens at every industry like any profession yeah, it does. um that you'll have like the frustrating days and i suppose music you notice it more because you don't get paid as often and yeah you know that's always that it's, yeah it's never it's never consistent enough. You don't, you don't go you don't every month yeah. go home and be like, oh, here's my money, my bank account. It's here's my money. Here's what I made, and someone paid me, and I don't know when I'm gonna get paid next. Yeah, this was something that I was like uh, wondering back in the day, like a few days back. It's it's such a like yeah. an unstable thing, like uh, professions like these, because it's not a stable paying job. And you don't go to your home like, okay, I'm going to get paid in like a few days. And yeah. that's a fixed amount that happens like every month. Yeah, exactly. There are some months you like earn very huge, and there are some months that go stale. Yeah, like completely stale. So yeah, that's that's just how it is. And then obviously like having to explain to my mum like, yeah, because uh, obviously she's that's... like from the old school mentality of like you go you go to work, you get paid, you come home, you probably meet a girl someday, you get married, you have kids, and I'm just like yeah, yeah, I'm kind of just not doing that and. I'm, not doing that and there's like obviously been times where i've been like really broken i'm like having to do like little jobs here and there and obviously i'm just getting by and then she's just like what are you doing like yeah i know right that it's 
Yeah. That's even, a, even like that's... after I signed to Warner, she was like, when are you going to get a normal job? And I was like, uh, I just got signed yeah, to Warner. Exactly. I was like, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> to give me a break. Yeah, like one year please, or something. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but no, I think she uh, she does it just to take the piss now and like try to be funny. So it's... Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, she's just... She's just worried about you. She, oh, of course, she yeah, wants yeah. your she's best. Like, I'm a child, she wants your like, best. You're always gonna want best for your kids. And it's just something she doesn't know anything about. So, so yeah, you you described your whole musical experience or musical journey in in one word. You said strange, and it depends on luck and many other things. So so yeah, growing up, who were your like musical inspirations since childhood? Um, I went a lot through a lot of different phases like from 6 to 15 16 I guess it was like I think early on there was a lot of like I do early early on there was like a lot of like straight up pop obviously you know just what's yeah, on the radio yeah. and you just at the time like Spice Girls and Busted yeah. and like all that Britney Spears stuff so obviously that was like the first stuff and then somehow about 8 years old I think my cousin started playing it to me it was like 50 Cent Eminem Dr. Yeah. Dre all that hip hop at the time. And obviously I was like eight years old and I didn't understand half the lyrics, but there's something about it. Just like, it was exciting. I think that's what I've always gravitated towards. Something that's just like excites me. Um, yeah. And then I went into like bands and like metal. So like Lincoln Park, like even like Slipknot and um, yeah. stuff like that. Uh, and then after that, it was like the prodigy and I started going more electronic um, and then pendulum got me into drum and bass and then Pendulum. from drum and bass, yeah. it just like exploded of, all the dance music exactly drum and bass grew huge yeah and then the first time i really started thinking oh, i'm gonna do house which it wasn't really like the most uk sound of house at the time was uh, yeah i was away on holiday with my friends and um martin garrick's animals had just come out and we were just like okay everyone's gonna look at this and be like oh that's the worst song to pick but like you go uh, you go to a club every night and like no one would know what the song was because like I didn't even have a phone with Shazam at the time because I just taken like a really crap phone on holiday. Yeah. And uh, you'd go out every night and like no one knew what the song was, but all you knew it was like in the club, it just sounded amazing. Yeah, it does. It does. So yeah. And you get back from holiday and it's like, what is the song? What is the song? And you're searching Beatport to try and find it. So I was like scrolling through pages and like it was number one the whole time. And I was like, I could have literally clicked the first song. <laughs> Just because no one knew. Just just because no one knew. I didn't expect yeah. it to be that big. I was like, oh, it must be some random song they just played in, <laughs> in this club. But yeah, it was, and obviously it went number one here. Like first, I think it was the first instrumental track to go number one in the UK. Yeah, which is crazy. But yeah, I know. I know it's a bit cheesy looking back, but no, it's. I'm, I'm glad it happened. I'm. You're glad it happened. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah. uh like uh like you said like you mentioned that there were a lot of pop and rock influences you've been listening to them throughout your childhood uh i think a few days back i was checking out your instagram and then i found a photo of you standing beside the band kiss and i that that was probably their last show right yeah so again chance and luck so i was working with um, one of the daughters of one of the band members. Um, okay. So I worked with her in LA in February of that year. Then she came over in the June because I, I don't know if it was meant to be for her birthday or it was just coincidence. Um, but obviously 
her dad was playing his like last world tour um yeah so she was going to like as many shows okay and then she was like oh do you want to come to the show and i was like yeah like let's go for it. Like, i was me and my other friend who were working with her uh the one that's in the picture yeah so then we thought oh we should get tickets get to like the little box office the guest list thing and we get like these triple a passes and all the stuff and then we're like sitting in the green room and we realize it's like us two and then just all the families and we would just, i've never felt so like out of not out of place but like I shouldn't should I really be in this room because it's literally the, yeah. the band and their families and then just yeah. us two random guys like obviously everyone was like so nice like it's crazy to think like they've been at the top of their game for so long like 50 years or something 50 and years yeah, and they still act like literally like just my friend like my friend's dad which kind of was but also my friend's got the coolest dad in the world so yeah <laughs> that's um, true just like you know no ego just wanting to chill out after a show and yeah talk that was that was amazing man that was that uh, like you you seem pretty happy in that photo so i was like i'm going to ask him about this <laughs> but again it's just you know it's like nights like that that make you think like wow this is like kind of all worth it and it's kind of paying off because how often do you get a moment yeah like that with happening? Su such a legendary band yeah and like do you know um lenny kravitz as well the, yeah uh, yeah yeah so we just sat in the middle, like, you know, the sound desk watching the show. All of a sudden, this guy pulls up a seat. I look left and it's just, he just sat next to me. I was like, oh, Whoa. All right, this is kind of weird, but I love it. But um, amazing but as no, well. It was a very surreal night. I'm very thankful for my friend to let me come. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah, that's that's pretty amazing, man. And, uh, well, shifting the course to like back to, back into your career. So, yeah, so you've been like uh, writing songs for other people, collaborating with them. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, there was the, I think there was this record on Defected Records by Todd Edwards and Sinden. Yes. Deeper. I think you have the song songwriting credits for yes. that song, right? Yeah. So so I just want to ask you, how was it working with them to like lease it on such a huge, you know, label? It was yeah it was good to be fair again it was all luck and timing so i actually did like a, a pop record with my yeah, friend gabby who's the vocals on that song um and about nothing was happening with the song it was like just okay. another song like dropbox and she was like asking for the vocals for ages and i was like oh, i'll send them i'll send them and obviously you know how i am like i'll forget about it and i'll be like oh crap i need to do that so like i'll get on it yeah yeah and um yeah i sent i sent the vocals over next thing i wish it was a more exciting story but I, next thing i know i get a email back being like oh here's the latest version of the song uh yeah. from todd edwards and i was like oh this is cool this um, is cool obviously yeah and then defected wanted to sign it and next thing you know it's coming out and it's done really well for the kind yeah. of record it is so i'm more than happy yeah i love the song i checked it out on spotify and it's it's so cool no thank you i think it's nice having um like the two sides to be able to like release for myself as an artist but then cause I, I still like a lot of other songs that i make even if they're not right for me yeah i think it's like part of the the formula is like knowing what fits you as a brand because yeah. although you like everything unfortunately like if i release like a hip-hop track people would be like why are you doing this like you're not hip-hop you're not <laughs> um, yeah like, that's true so yeah and even within dance music there's a lot of sub genres um 
so it was it's nice to have those different avenues and places i can get songs that's true that's that's true man so yeah i was just curious about this because i saw that track in your insta and i was like let me search it up and then i found your songwriting credits so yeah. i just wanted to ask you because it's a huge record it's oh, a huge you. record thank you yeah. i appreciate that so uh like uh when you thought of you know like uh you know starting your own alias yeah on you know working on your own music like releasing yeah. your own stuff so what are the few of the artists that you like looked up to when you were like rediscovering your like, genre or you know your style working style i think a lot of them were always the ones that i grew up with like well in dance okay. so like the prodigy i mean you can't really hear the references in my music but they're still like yeah. in the back of my mind whilst doing stuff um obviously like skrillex is just an all-round king yeah. like yeah i just don't understand how that guy's human like just the way his mind works i just want to experience it um, i know me too <laughs> um oh calvin harris again like although he's like very dance he's probably one of the best pop songwriters yeah of, like today um so obviously getting any influence from him into my music was always appreciated um and then yeah he looks like to be production wise okay. i think some like i think yeah mainly those three it's always a weird question on the spot because there's so many. It's like yeah, trying they're... to narrow them down to a few. Like I could just list off my whole iTunes or Spotify. Sorry. Me too. I have like a lot of inspirations, but uh, one particular song or like an artist that pops up in my mind, which like really, you know, made me think that maybe I should try this genre is Afrojack. Oh, and yeah. When he, when he was huge, like in the, like in the big room, electro house scene because now nowadays he makes pop music because that's huge now that's the mainstream right now that's the like trend but back then when he used to make electro housey or tech housey stuff i was like who the fuck is this what? dude i want what songs uh like he had this song with chris brown yeah which was called as your friend and yeah. then i think I he also he also co-wrote uh this song with Steve Aoki and Sharmanology called No Beef. Yeah, I remember that. That that was a huge one. So uh, and then there were songs, classic songs like like uh, Ten Feet Tall yeah. with Rainbow. So yeah, these these were the songs that kind of made me think that wow, I really love this genre. So yeah. maybe I should try to you know experiment with stuff. Maybe yeah. see if I can make something out of it. You know, well, I didn't realize he um. He did Pond the Floor with Major Lazer. Yeah. I always, I always forget he that he was on that track. And he, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Major Lazer were like, have all that, the, the hype around it. But then you see like, his name is still in the credits. Exactly. Uh, on the title of the he, track as well. He has score written so many huge hits. Yeah. Like, so many. Yeah. yeah he's, he's definitely a guy I'd want to work with in the future. So bro, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about Magnify with uh, Hugo. I love that so song, yeah yeah i love that song as well i love the remix as well the remix wow. was pretty cool There's, so yeah there may be a few so, more remixes so oh okay uh, we didn't know about that 
Wow, that's 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 an exclusive. That's an exclusive. Just for you. Yeah, just for you. <laughs> thanks, man. So, uh, so yeah, how was the experience working with Hugo and LPW? What, right? Yes. The, yes. So yeah, so how was the experience working with them to come up with this record? Yeah. I mean, Hugo was just like a, like just a super cool guy. Like he has this weird infectious feeling. Like as soon as you're in the room with him, you instantly feel like so confident. Like you're a new person. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's like super cool, like super chill, laid back, um, very free, um, you know. And then LPW is he's like a songwriter from the area anyway. Um, okay. And it's just like maybe one of the best songwriters in the UK, but just hasn't got the recognition for it. Like he's so good. Um, I know it's a bit biased, but. I've I honestly think that like we've written so many good songs fine. together and I hope more get released. Um, wow. But yeah, and the vocal on the song is like his demo vocal. Like we never had to redo it. Um, and yeah, he's just, he's quite, he's, he's chilled. He's very like chilled in the session. He won't like be like Hugh Jow and like control the room. But at the same time, like when he jumps in the mic, like, you know, it's going to be good. Like, yeah, that's like the exciting part of the that- day. That's the level of confidence that he has. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's pretty good. So, yeah, how, uh, like, uh, would you like to, like, disclose the process of, you know, this track getting selected by Warner? If it's just, if it's fine with you. Yeah, of course. I mean, there was, uh, I think there's about eight songs in, like, a, a link that we were sending around to labels. And okay. It, yeah, that was always number one on the link. So I think okay. that was always like people's favorites and um like you knew that this has to be signed somewhere. Yeah, I was like okay. We know a shit. Yeah. Um and like I yeah, it was kind of there was a weird feeling, but even I listened back to the demo the other day yeah. compared to the final version and it sounds okay. so flat and unenergetic. I'm like, how did people hear through this? Because <laughs> I, I don't know what I was thinking at the time thinking that's done I could I should have spent like another week on it or something but um, okay. yeah I, and then you know went in met the guys they're really nice and just got a really good feeling from them so it kind of made sense um, yeah because so, I always think you should follow your gut a bit like there's been that's some true. times where I look back and I was like what was I thinking like that was such a risk but I followed my gut and I like how i felt at the time and it paid off um you know if i again going back to my like to my mum if if i followed what someone else wanted to do my whole life i probably wouldn't she's, be she's yeah, always like, there as much as i respect my mum's opinions you know there's something inside me that's like now you need to do this you need to do this um yeah so yeah i'm just glad that i chose that path and yeah i'm, I'm happy with how everything's going so I, oh, that's true no problems Ed- just yet yeah um, and then yeah so i signed back in october um and then obviously because of corona um yeah. everything got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and you know nine months later we got a single out so that wow. was nice that's Sorry, true <laughs> that's that's amazing so yeah. And, and and yeah you mentioned about like yeah having decisions based on your gut and the thing with and the thing about having decisions based on your gut is you don't have that many regrets if you fuck up. No, exactly. So, and at the end of the day, if you're like happy, 
with what you decided so that that's that's pretty okay that's fine yeah that's, that's exactly. all that matters exactly there's been a lot of times i've looked back and i'm like oh that was kind of stupid but a lot of the time i like i had a good time doing it and yeah that's, that's true that's, yeah that's what yeah. kind of like why i like the music stuff because you know most of the time when you're in the studio you are just with your friends and like you kind of are just hanging out and even if you don't get a good song that day at least you know you're gonna have a good day um yeah. you're gonna talk about stuff just talk about life and catch up and you know talk about what's inspiring each other and yeah just you know like everything you do with your friends as well just like get food and check yeah. on each other's yeah. families i don't know that's that's pretty important as well so so yeah and uh so yeah uh, like just uh having the continuation from that so like what are your ho- hobbies apart from like making music or like doing your rounds yeah. in studio i was literally thinking this the other month because uh obviously music was my hobby and then yeah it kind of became my job so i was like i need something fun that's just not related to like work at exactly. all so yeah, yeah. I, I, I tried to make it the gym for a bit but i'm not it's kind of like i'm not i just wasn't getting as much enjoyment out of going to the gym yeah. and it, it kind of again started to feel a bit like work and i was like uh, you know there's, there's, yeah I, I don't really want to be researching like all these different fitness techniques and like the diets and all this stuff and i was like you know what i know it works for me i'm just gonna eat <laughs> clean i'm gonna do some exercise and i'm gonna leave it at that i'm not gonna try yeah. and be like i don't know some huge bodybuilder um <laughs> and then yeah i think again through music i just started playing at, like xbox again with like other producers especially during lockdown the beginning of lockdown the first two weeks yeah there was about 16 producers all in this one whatsapp group um wow. and like from the uk and we were just always like every night just go on call of duty or you know some game um yeah. and yeah I, I wouldn't say it's a hobby because i suppose it's not really i suppose it is an activity i guess now but it's just like a nice way to chill out with your friends and mm, again yeah. just like talk especially during these times because i'm not in the studio as much with these people it's like you still can catch up and find out about everyone's life and yeah yeah it's just and then in suppose you're you know you're playing the game as well it's not just like you're facetiming each other it's yeah. weird how like i wouldn't facetime my friend but i'd always play xbox and talk to him on xbox you know he said last he was like last night i was like oh what are you doing and uh, i was like oh nothing i was like watching netflix um and he was like oh do you wanna do you wanna go on xbox and i was like yeah but i, d- I didn't even want to play it was just more like let's talk and find out what's going on in life yeah um, that's true so that's kind of become the next hobby the stuff like obviously like football and just the, the typical things like that i mean it doesn't mm. happen as much now because of it's hard getting enough people to play yeah um but yeah those were like my main things although i'm an arsenal fan and even watching football was kind of painful okay. because i don't know if you follow football but arsenal are pretty bad at the moment yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you what are your hobbies um i i don't have that many hobbies i watch some anime do you know anime yeah yeah, yeah. i watch a bit of anime and you know i watch netflix and chill and yeah what's i just your, uh... do or what's your like what's your favorite out of all the netflix shows you've watched or any movies that you've watched oh black mirror 100 black mirror oh black mirror is one Man. of my favorites as well oh god there's like psychological thriller mixed with like what if because wow. The thing is, yeah. it's like it's so thought-provoking as well because that stuff could happen in real life anytime. You know? Yeah, that's true. And if that's you think true. about it, some of these things are actually happening. You know, like, yeah. um, 
the, off the top of my head, I don't want to get too deep, but there's the one where the guy in the army, they're like, they have a chip and it makes them yeah. see the enemy as like monsters. Yeah. And then he gets like flashed and uh, realizes the enemies are just humans and they're not yeah. monsters. And it's like, oh, but then you realize like the media is like brainwashing you to think, oh, these people were evil monsters. and want to kill That's you. True. And really, every, I feel like everyone just kind of wants the same thing in life. That's but, true. And and the fact that these things make it so scary, even when it's not a horror series, is what makes Black Mirror so like unique and so yeah. so so cool. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, one day soon, the way the world's going, one of these episodes is going to become a reality. You know. Reality. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think if you haven't watched it and you're like, "What are you talking about?" Just go watch it and you'll realize. Yeah, and that's true. That's true. If anyone's watching this and you're not, you haven't watched Black Mirror, bro, you have a lot of. <laughs> you're missing out. <laughs> you're missing out on a lot. So yeah, hey, uh, I checked out your Instagram and I really like how you like just summarize your thoughts in one line. I don't play an instrument just because <laughs> yeah. I ha just because I'm sitting around near a piano or something like that. Don't judge me. Yeah, I don't exactly. play an instrument. Yeah, because it, it happens with me as well. Whenever I say that I make music, the first thing that they always ask is like, "Do you play guitar or like yeah, do you play exactly. piano?" Like, bro, why can't I be a musician without knowing these instruments? It's yeah, it's because it's like the, the classical instruments, you know. Like everyone thinks to make music, like I understand music and I can get it in my laptop and I can draw the notes around. I mean, I yeah, can play a little yeah. bit of piano, like I can get my ideas yeah. out, but I can yeah. never just be like, oh, hey, I have these chords. Let me just play them for you, like yeah. really fluently. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but, and that's the thing was like you walk into the room most of the time with someone new and they're like, oh, do you play keys or do you play guitar? Because I have guitars and keys and stuff like, yeah. but it's more just for like, if I have an idea, I can get it into my software. From, and That's then, from there. Even with um guitar, like I can play the basic idea, but obviously Ableton, you can warp the things around so you can make it sound like you've played it in time, but you haven't. And that's the thing, like I thought over lockdown, oh, I'm going to start learning instruments, but at the same time, I like my process. I like. Yeah. I know how to get it sounding good, even if I can't play, which is and a bit kind of cheating. But at the same time, like, I'd rather get really good at producing stuff and making stuff sound weird. Exactly, and yeah, that you know, getting chords right, chords and melodies, putting them together in a like a you know playlist in Ableton yeah. or any sequencer. That's pretty. That's pretty hard. For people who don't know, people who don't know DAW, yeah. it's, 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 it's pretty hard. Yeah, but a lot of it is just a theory, you know, like you like you develop a relationship like, like knowing what notes will work with what, like what, um, yeah. how these chords will make you feel and like going from a major to a minor and, you know, just like when to use stuff to generate yeah. a certain feeling. Exactly. Um, is I think it's more valuable, like understanding the theory and actually Me too. to play playing. I know you, you get a lot of it from playing, but I'm a, yeah, I'm good with maths. So yeah, that, I, that's I, true. I, I think I, of it like math. That's true. I'm good with math as well. <laughs> <laughs> I would just see numbers. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so you use Ableton, right? Yes. And so any, Logic for vocals. Okay. So uh, like any other doors that you've tried besides Logic and Ableton? Uh, Fruity Loops. I started on Fruity Loops. 
Okay, uh, I, w- I was wanting to you to you know mention Fruity Loops because I I use FL Studio as well, and I'm like, hey, why isn't uh, he mentioning FL Studio? I love it. I got it. Yeah. I got it again during um lockdown because uh, oh, another producer okay. told me that again for hip hop he does all his drums in Fruity Loops, um, but then yeah. puts them back into Ableton after, and I was like, oh, that's quite interesting because. I used to love the Fruity Loop sequencer. You know the yeah. way you can just draw in the drums. The sequencer is um, pretty like easy to understand in Fruity Loops. The whole yeah. concept of sequencing. Yeah. It was just, and the, like for me, okay, like during lockdown when you're just working by yourself every day, every day, every day, you uh, I kind of just got bored of the same like routine and okay, I'm just gonna make another instrumental. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Let me just let me try it, and yeah, I enjoyed it, and I. I've got it here still. I don't use it as much anymore, but okay. maybe I'll start making some house stuff in it. I don't know. Yeah. Have you heard of this new Spotify's? I don't. I don't want to call this a policy, but the CEO, I think the CEO of Spotify, came out with this like huge declaration where he's where he's like, if you're like, he had this uh, like a huge statement to make but like just jotting it down it meant that like if you want to keep on earning and earning music earning you know money through streams uh, or through music the days where you would release one hit in about two or three years were oh, are over like you have to keep keep on consistently releasing music and it became a popular troll on social media so have you heard about this i saw this yeah i kind of it's weird because i i I think just the way the world is right now i kind of agree but at the same time there's always gonna be artists like okay the obvious examples are ed sheeran adele oh my lighting's going really bad but um ed sheeran adele like beyonce like she wasn't even on spotify like most of the time you know um but they can they can go away for a minute and come back. Oh, Rihanna obviously being the main one. Like everyone's waiting for an album from her. Um, everyone yeah. talks about it still. Like when's the Rihanna album? When's the Rihanna album? And she hasn't been. You know, the the latest thing she's done really is uh, makeup. Ma- you know, makeup. Her beauty, yeah, her beauty range. <laughs> that's yeah, you true. Know? Um, that's true. That's true. But so, it's pretty cool though. Yeah. So I think, in terms of those artists, they will release an album and just go straight back into the spotlight. Yeah. Um, but whereas new artists, I think I get the whole releasing consistently thing, but also just make sure you, everything you release, like you love. Once you put it out, it's like in the system, you know, you got to just, it's almost like a, again, luck. Um, if yeah. the players are going to pick it up, because if they don't, then, and people aren't hearing it, they're not going to be able to save your song, they're not going to be able to listen to your song, they're not going to be able yeah. to share your song with their friends. Um, which I think still happens a lot, you know. Um, it happens. It still happens. Yeah. Um, like do all the marketing you want, but if people don't hear it, it doesn't mean anything. Um, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. yeah. So, I think as long as you love what you do, and if people do come across your page and discover you, they're like, "Wow, this is like, this is really good." Or they might not like it. Who knows? Um, but as long as yeah. you're proud of what you've done, and you're happy to have it in the world, then yeah do it but at the same time don't release just for the sake of putting a song out i feel that's true that's like it could just be detrimental you know like people will look at your song and be like this is crap and i'm never going to listen to your next song because of Uh, you've ruined your reputation you know a lot of this industry is just like reputation 
as soon as like you do one thing that's bad or like you piss someone off you know that's that could be your career over because that's true yeah depending on what you do obviously um people get pissed off all the time people yeah. get pissed off all the time <laughs> on social media after all you, know, you can't please everyone i've learned the hard way um even though I and, but but yeah man, i kind of agree with you and you know the the weird the odd thing about what spotify ceo said is actually it's kind of like the harsh truth of this era because you if you're not talking about those huge artists but if you're like small time artists like us who have like thousands of just dealing with thousands of streams we have we we already know in our heads that we have to keep on consistently releasing quality music for people to keep on remembering us because like you said before no one's going to remember you unless you give them a reason for you know to you know evoke their memories so yeah we know that we have to keep on releasing consistent music but the way that he puts it like it f- almost feels like you know dictatorship like that's that's the rule you have to follow this and if you don't so yeah that's that's kind of like it comes down as a bolt of lightning so well, it's almost yeah. like marketing really because you know every time you release a song check out my new song on spotify mm-hmm. so spotify gets more traffic because you're releasing yeah more music. that's um, true i think yeah, at yeah, the end he, of he's a businessman you know no one's going to get paid the same money they got paid in the 80s for selling records um so i do agree that it's, it's not right how much people are getting paid and something needs to change but at the same time like you can't force it because there's no like laws and you anything. can't comp- you yeah. can't compromise quality over quantity of course that's, that's, and my that's, whole that's, thing that's was you know i want to make sleepwalkers a live act so i go and play like 10 oh i don't know not 10,000 shows a year but you know a couple wow. hundred shows a year um yeah that's and that'll cool be like well. my main source of income because you know live actually still pays you money to go and do stuff but it does again i know a lot of artists that's difficult and especially if you're a band um yeah spotify isn't gonna pay but i think you just gotta you just gotta adapt to the environment and that's why people stay relevant for so long you know there's you, you can moan and say oh it's not like how it was in the 90s or whatever obviously i was born in the 90s so i don't remember how it was but um yeah. i just remember people being really rich for music but yeah that's- i feel like then people aren't you know just embracing a new way of working and i feel like coronavirus proved this as well like people that aren't going to embrace new ways of doing things are going to get left behind that's true um, and there so there has to be some new adapt. ways yeah yeah you always gotta adapt. yeah that's that's pretty apt so yeah one final question i would like to ask you before we end this short session of ours is do you have like any words of you know advice for people who are starting out who are you know listening to the podcast or watching this video um i think this is kind of a it's it's annoying because i always put myself in that position like being like oh i wish they said something better wish they said something better but it's always like uh, just keep going I can like, totally. it's luck timing and the right song like just always you know like be prepared to like the day you get in a room with someone and you're like oh if i had the right song now i could play it to them or you know you might stumble across someone on instagram and they might reply and they might be like oh let me check your music and if you've not got the music there that's gonna you know yeah and you want to send it there and then like you could be like oh give me a few months or because you never know oh, like yeah. in a year's time they might not reply to you let, but you've got the opportunity so, right now you know 
so in sh in short was like be always be prepared to grab you know before you grab out for opportunities like yeah. always be prepared yeah, yeah. You, you make your own luck wow that's that's pretty cool that's the one you that's, make what, your own. that's what i meant to say you make your own luck just cut everything i just said and just say you make your own luck <laughs> so yeah i guess that kind of concludes our session it's been so amazing to talk to you and, and you thank too, you man. so much you you, know, you are always so busy and you still made out time for us thank you so much for that i just got your breakfast so, now oh wow sorry sorry i i <laughs> no, did not have fine. any I'm just saying <laughs> well okay bye man bye, bye. good to speak to you